Okay. Dirty moderates, do you guys remember what January 6th was? I mean, it's only two years ago, but I mean, you remember it, right? You remember that former president of the United States with his henchmen and allies tried to literally overthrow the government, invalidate 81 million votes, and fraudulently claim victory, right? Of course you do. That's why you listen to this podcast. Well, Amidst the chaos with Kevin McCarthy's ridiculous 15-vote assent to becoming House Speaker, I call him eunuch of the House, um, you know, he had to give away a lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, in my view, he gave away our democracy. And what do I mean by that? Well, the people now, the most extreme people, those people who are the most allied with Donald Trump, Right, People who have either come to the defense of people being prosecuted for the January 6th events, uh, people who have called for violence against anyone they disagree with, their political enemies, who have been QAnon conspiracy theorists, white supremacists, etc. They've all landed seats on the Oversight and Accountability Committee, you can't make this up, right? which are the main um, institutions in the house for investigations. So they're at, they're sitting on perches, right? And they're, these perches are going to allow them to do anything they can in terms of investigating Biden and anything to do with the Biden administration and to basically be um, emissaries. And again, henchmen, hench people, I guess you'd say for Trump is he, uh, for re-election, which he's already announced. Now, it also tells you that the Republican Party is unsalvageable because the majority has taken over. You know, all these people that are on the fringe, and we're talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene, and of course, Paul Gosar of Arizona, uh, Lauren Boebert, of course, and uh, she's of Colorado, and Scott Perry, who is from Pennsylvania, uh, one of Trump's most devoted allies, it, among others, that this crowd is in charge. I mean, how much more um, of a disgrace, how much, how farther, how much farther do we need to fall in this country for this? Because I know we've talked about it. We went through a whole year with hearings and, and, and we watched this and, you know, the Democrats held on to the Senate and the House was a narrow majority and people really voted for democracy. We know that. We know they voted for it. But, one of the two major political parties, the one that lost mainly or did poorly, they didn't get the memo. They are too busy in their extremist, insane, traitorous bubble that they live in, plotting revenge, right? That's what they're doing. These are Trump's allies, as I mentioned. So those people that say Trump is gone, right, and he hasn't any control over the party you guys keep saying that and i'm going to say something that, that you've heard many times that you've kind of forgot you, bleh, that we forgot about 2016 he was never going to win never going to win and don't forget don't forget 
It's likely to still be a crowded primary. Everybody says it's him or DeSantis. Well, he doesn't need a majority. He needs a plurality. So again, remember how he literally ate up and spat out Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, Chris Christie, all of those guys. He didn't have to win the majority. If you got 10 to 15 people up there, he only has to take a sliver, right, to get through the primaries, and he is the former president, and he is the loudest presence, and he got all of his closest allies on the most important committees via Kevin McCarthy, and by the way, as of this recording, we found out that Ronna McDaniel, chairman of the RNC, and a deep Trump loyalist has been reelected to her position. Now, why is that important? Well, because Trump did a lot of behind-the-scenes bidding to make sure she kept her position, even though she's overseen three cycles of losses, one of which was the president former president Donald Trump losing re-election, but he wanted her there and she's there. McCarthy's gave the signal that, Hey, I'm going to take care of all the people that got me in. Took me 15 tries, but took him 15 tries, but they got in and McCarthy credited Trump. He said, Trump had great influence. You can go watch the tape. I mean, he, he McCarthy has even said, as a payback to Trump. You got your people where you want them. But I'm also, he's also, excuse me, investigating the idea that maybe he could get rid of the uh, impeachment on the record, you know, expunge it. Yeah, he said that in a news conference last week. He said, we'd look at it. He, he said, quote, I would understand why members would want to bring that forward, end quote. You may remember that Paul Gosar of Arizona and, of course, QAnon Barbie herself, Marjorie Taylor Greene, were removed from congressional committees in the last Congress. Why? Because they were posting things online that incited violence against their enemies. They've also both had appearances with Nick Fuentes, remember, who Trump had dinner with, along with Kanye. Nick Fuentes is an avowed white supremacist and Holocaust denier. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has been licking her chops to impeach Biden has already demanded an investigation of the January 6th defendants, right? And she wanted the oversight panel that she's, right? She said, if she, here's what she said, Marjorie Taylor Greene, if she had led the January 6th attack, quote unquote, we would have won and that people would have been quote unquote armed. Then she said, ah, I was being sarcastic. Paul Gosar likewise said to, of the January 6th mob, they were quote unquote peaceful patriots. What a group. Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, who you don't see quite out, out in front as much, but he's a close Trump ally. He was very key in trying to undermine the election. Of course, so was Boebert. Boebert also, you may remember, because this can't be forgotten, an insurrection cannot be forgotten. An attack from within, the first ever, the worst ever. Boebert came under fire because she posted secret Pelosi location. Twitter as the riot was going on. You guys probably don't remember that, or maybe you do. So the oversight committee, okay, has always been a partisan committee on both sides. It's it's where outspoken ideological members go. People who want to be on that committee, for example, aren't necessarily that interested in passing legislation. They just would rather attack their opponents, um, degrade them, defame them, and the like. Well, sounds like the Republican Party in total because they have no agenda other than impeaching Joe Biden and getting revenge um, on the prosecution of people who tried to overthrow the government. 
Um, so it's never been uh, a, a, a haven for legislation. But the problem now is, is that the Democrats, of course, have the White House and the Senate, and they know that whatever agenda, right-wing agenda they want to enact, they're not going to be able to. This is going to make them relevant. The investigation is the thing. The investigation is the thing. There is no evidence or little evidence that anyone has moved on from Trump, from Trumpism. We spent all the last year here on the podcast, our first fabulous year, and thank you all to listen because you made it possible. Thank you all for listening. We have told you of the dangers of Trump and Trumpism because Trumpism is in the bloodstream. It's in the DNA. It's in the system. It doesn't just go away. Trump actually never went away. He practically didn't want to leave in the two years plus since he's been gone. He is still the putative leader of the Republican Party. I know Ron wants to be. I know everybody says, let's just see what happens. Because if he is the nominee, all these people now that say we're done with Trump, insincerely, by the way, are gonna they're going to jump on that bail. <laughs> what do you think? They're going to vote for Joe Biden? Hell no. In 2021... Don't forget this, January 6th, eight Republican senators and 139 Republican representatives in the House voted to uh, sustain one or both objections to the election results that said Biden was president. You know, some voted just for the state of Pennsylvania to be negated. Others voted for Arizona. But again, all in all, 139 in the House, eight in the Senate. Traitors. But it tells you where they are. There's no healthy Republican Party. This is wackadoodle stuff, but it's not a joke, you know, and the term clown caucus, everybody keeps using. And I think it's appropriate. I use it over and over again. But the other day I tweeted, isn't this an insult to clowning? I mean, there's actually an art to clowning, right? And there is a, a beauty to it. And there is a humor laced into the wonders of what it means to dress up and create that character. Well, this isn't dress up and this isn't a dress rehearsal. These people are frothing at the mouth. McCarthy said two years ago, if the Republicans went back to the House, that Gosar and Green would be back on their committees or they'd have their committee assignments restored. And he got it. He did it. And he knows that by putting the firebrands and the, and the clowns, the weirdos, the subversives, the traitors, pick your word, in these powerful positions, he can tarnish Biden by as Biden theoretically, I guess, is still planning to run heading into a reelection year next year. And he can do that. So the keys to the investigation kingdom, the keys to the extremist kingdom, the keys to Trumpism are there, and they are seated on the oversight committee. And again, these people have promoted violence and destruction and conspiracy theories. It's not, oh, I don't like the Democrats' views on taxes. No, that's the before times. That's bye-bye to that. Yeah, we're living in the age of when you don't like your enemies, you threaten them. You threaten them with violence. You threaten to kill them. You may remember Adam Kinzinger, who uh, has a baby. I think baby was, was probably a year old now, but baby was five or six months old at the time. I think maybe even four months old. He got letters that he and his baby were going to be murdered by these people. Yeah, handwritten letter to his house. 
Add that to the fact that all these people have made sure to tell their people and to constantly tell the American people, not just their base because their base believes it, but to continually say, hey, this insurrection wasn't an insurrection member. It was legitimate political discourse. They've either defended it or pretended like it was nothing. There's other assholes out there. There's this guy, Russell Fry of South Carolina, another one, another conspiracy theorist. Mike Lindell, he's not in Congress, but he's out there. And then there's a Floridian, a Florida representative, another person you know about, Anna Paulina Luna. Yeah, she denied the election, and she has actually denied the 2020 election, and she actually pushes openly pushes QAnon conspiracy theories. But so does Marjorie Taylor Greene, who now is the star. That's the thing, guys. This isn't the old Republican Party. This isn't the Mitt Romney Party. This is the party where they are all criticizing all the, the new round of aid and tanks that we're sending to Ukraine as the Russian offensive gathers. You know, this is the sort of moment. This is a primetime moment for Zelensky and, our, and our, our fine fellows fighting for democracy over there in Ukraine against Putin. We're helping them out. The Germans have agreed to send their leopard tanks. We send our Abrams tanks. It's going to take a while to get there. They're going to have to learn how to work them, but they're going to have them. They all balked, yelled about it, all the Republicans, or no, excuse me, all the MAGA Republicans. Mitt Romney made a video explaining why it was so important, but it's not Mitt's party. It's their party. I mean, if they had their way, obviously they're not going to, the January 6th committee has been disbanded, but you know, they, they're enthralled to Trump and he wants them to relitigate the work of the January 6th committee on his behalf in defense of him. Not sure they're going to do that because they saw how they did see that that was a total political loser, not because they have integrity, but because they saw it hurt them at the polls and it hurt their party at the polls. You know, there's about 18 moderates Republicans in the House or non-MAGA Republicans, let's call them. They're not election deniers. They're in all in districts that Biden won. And you know, with a 222-seat majority, they don't have a lot of uh, leeway to spare. They only have four seats. So they could easily lose those people in a round of votes and get nothing done, even the things that they think they can get done. Of course, most of what they're going to propose won't make it out of the House alive because it'll be DOA in the Democratic Senate. And even if it got through the Senate for whatever crazy reason, Biden will veto it. Chairman of the Oversight Committees or the Kentucky guy, he's a another asshole, James Comer. He says he's going to be investigating the whole Biden family and everything. He's not even seen as an extremist, this guy, but he's going to do that. He's going to have to, a guy like Comer, who is a low profile, James Comer, who has never really been thought of as that nuts, but still an asshole is going to have to work for Marjorie Taylor Greene, who in turn works for Trump because they all do. Marjorie Taylor Greene has already introduced five articles of impeachment against Biden. And I know people think this is a joke. She is the star of the party. These are the stars. Gosar, Green, Boebert, Scott Perry. Okay. The five articles she, she introduced were one on the day he took office when she accused him of abusing his VP, uh, his vice presidency to benefit Hunter in Ukraine. Comer has said, I want this to be an honorable and fair committee, but he, come on. The joke's on us because that's not going to happen. Matter of fact, Comer, 
though pretending that he cares about not just uh, the institutions, our norms and our precepts, but actually democracy. Yeah, last week he uh, he literally told the press that the Republicans on his panel were, quote, an all-star lineup ready to hit the ground running and to go to bat for the American people. Yeah. An all-star lineup. A lineup of people looking to do more damage. And the damage will be done because what they will do in their extremism is serve their constituents' extremism. They're not interested in governing. They're interested in burning it down. And their constituents are going to be right there cheering them on. The Newsmax OANN crowd, the Fox News crowd say, get Get these Democrats because, you know, part of the problem now and one of the sicknesses in our system is the own the libs vengeance that is so inherent and endemic to this new iteration of the Republican Party. I don't want to call it the Republican Party. It's called, I would call it the Trump-Publican Party, call it the traitor party, but own the libs. So whatever is going to happen in the Senate, whatever Biden's speaking of, it doesn't even matter if it's something that will benefit them. Most of it will benefit these people's constituents. They just don't want to hear of it. They'd rather own the libs. Biden said, hey, you really should think about expanding Medicaid in Arkansas to, to now Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who she would say, because she said it yesterday, well, I'm here to get the tyrannical federal government out of your way. Really? I'm paraphrasing. Phrasing basically, I won't let those tyrants in Washington after you. Well, meanwhile, Arkansas, for every dollar it pays in taxes, it collects three dollars. Why did she say that? Because Biden's infrastructure bill is pouring all this money into rural areas who needed it. That's why, and that's that's where we are to own the lips. Destroy democracy. Forget that it happens. Don't even don't even make it. Don't even don't even pretend that you're there to govern. Because you can light a flame and it can you can just burn it down and that gets you votes. Actually keeps you in power in heavily gerrymandered districts where you would never lose, where even in a primary, there isn't a moderate alternative. But this is the racket, folks, or what I call the insurrection protection. And it's not a racket just that's ripping you off. It's a racket that is literally out to destroy democracy. And we at this podcast, our entire existence is to defend democracy one episode at a time. We are ready for 2024. Please join us. Because we are in this fight, and we are not going to back down, and we're not going to lose. But we need you all. Folks, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you do not already. We're everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, anywhere you get your podcasts. And, of course, year before a big voting year, make sure you register to vote if you have not voted. There's still a lot of people that don't vote. Vote.org, vote.org, vote.org. I said all last year, do it now. Don't wait till 2024. And of course, um, make sure you go to dirtymoderate.com, which is our hub of all things Dirty Moderate. You'll be able to read all my newsletters, more to come. Listen to all the episodes, some big ones coming up, big ones sitting there for you to hear if you haven't heard all of them. And you can watch me on YouTube. 
as I, I hope, wax eloquently and extol the virtues of America, a, a place I believe is still worth defending. Thanks for joining me, folks. In the meanwhile, stay dirty, stay moderate, and stay safe.